listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast, and I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in today. We're making this recording at the beginning of November of 2019. So the weather's changing a bit. I guess there's some snow in the uh, Northeast and uh, things are chilling down across the country. Today we have a special guest that we're talking to from uh, uh, Lake Sabine, Texas. And his name is Captain Randy Foreman. Uh, Captain Randy, are you on the line? Yes, sir, Ted, how are you, sir? No, I'm great, how are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Catching some fish. <laughs> well, well, good. You fish year round, don't you? Yes, sir. We do. We fish all year round, south uh-huh. end, north end. Oh, I'll be darned. Well, fish well, that's cool. That that's cool. Well, Randy, I sure thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know it is uh, today as we're uh, uh, recording this. It, uh, uh, you guys jump back in time a little bit. It's daylight savings time. So um, I know it's getting a little bit late, but I, I really appreciate uh, you giving us, like like I said, your time and attention. Um, now, now, Randy, you, you fish a, a very large lake on the uh, uh, kind of the border of Texas and Louisiana, which is Lake Sabine. And did you grow up fishing on Lake Sabine as a kid? Yes, sir. I sure did. Uh when uh, I was about five years old, I started working with this, my dad. We commercial fish Sabine Lake for about oh, you did. 30 years. Yep. We uh, trod lines, gill net, strike fish net. We fished it year round. In the winter, we would do a lot of net fishing. Uh huh. And also rod and reel fish, too. We built us a camp down in. Comstock Beach out of Johnson by Louisiana. Yeah. And that's where our main port was. And we commercial fished it for years, of course. Then the government shut it, shut down commercial fishing back in the 80s. Right, right. Now, now what were you fishing for when you were fishing commercially? Uh, we were commercially fishing speckled trout, redfish, flounder, and then uh, drum and sheephead. Oh wow! So, so forgive me. Lake Sabine is a is a saltwater lake or an estuary. It is a saltwater lake, and it's two rivers feed into it: the Sabine River and the Natchez River. Uh-huh. So it's bracket and saltwater both. Oh really? Okay, okay. I'll be darned. And and so and then it feeds into the Gulf of Mexico right there at the. Uh, uh, at the at the border of uh, Texas and Louisiana, right? Right. It'd be as soon as you go over the Causeway Bridge on Highway 87 East. From that point, is the Gulf is nine miles out. Oh, we have okay. one of the longest longest jetties in the on the Gulf Coast. Oh wow! Really. Now, is that is that navigable water? I mean, you can take a boat from the lake uh, out into the Gulf and back. Correct. It's all navigable waters. I'll be darned. Ship Channel, Coastal Canal. We have a big, big, big 
shipping industry here. I'll be darned. Well, it, it sounds it sounds like a big place. So so you you fished commercially through what the early eighties? Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and and then when the when you said the government kind of shut everything down at, at that time, what what did you do? Well, I was uh, guiding back started guiding back in the, uh, about 1980 and oh, then okay. after they shut us down I had to uh, end up being a full-time guide ah okay I couldn't I couldn't commercial fish any longer right so I had to make a list of what I did and of course with what I knew I put together everything and started my guide business years ago I'll be darned and so that was what, 82 or 83, something like that? Yeah, 82, 83. And uh, didn't really advertise back then, didn't have to, you know. Right, right. And I started building, trying a website back in 1998. Ah, uh, okay, okay. To get God. people down here to Spain. So you're, you're coming up on, on guiding on Lake Sabine for 40 years, huh? Yes. 40 years. Wow, no kidding, man. You've, you've caught a, you've got your share of fish, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do good. Yeah. We, uh, we fish, we fish year round on our redfish and our speckled trout. Uh -huh. And we do catch during the winter, too. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Is there a predominant species that you uh, really focus on? Is, is it the reds or is it the, the speckled trout or, or is it kind of both? Oh, it's all three. I uh, I have people that was want to just catch speckled trout. I have people that just want redfish. I uh -huh. have people that just just want flounder. So I, okay. I talk to them and ask them what they like to do, or what they want to catch, and we pursue that species for the customer. Got it. Got it. Now. Now, uh, Kevin, Randy, we, we've got uh, listeners from all over the world, really, anymore. Um, and when you say speckled trout to some, the, the word trout stands out. But this really isn't a freshwater fish, is it? It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a saltwater trout the, 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 that's called a speckled trout, right? That's right. It is a saltwater fish. It's mm -hmm. speckled trout. It's a silver fish. It's related to the brown trout, which is a freshwater trout. Oh, yeah. And okay. These, yeah. These speckled trout come in from the Gulf of Mexico, and they come into our system to breed and lay their eggs each spring. They start showing up in late oh, yeah. January or early February. Uh-huh. Oh, I'll be darned. So they come, come in. Yeah, they come in the spawn or something, huh? Yes, sir. They come in the spawn and they leave out after they lay, lay their eggs in June and July and August. Oh, okay. So unlike uh, like a salmon that comes into the river just one time and spawns and then they die, uh, the, the speckled trout go back out? Is that what you're saying? That's correct. They come and go each year. Wow. So they're growing every year then? Right. And we also have our native trout that stay here. Okay. And that's the fish in the winter, and those oh. are usually solid fish. Yeah, how how big do these these fish get, Randy? Well, a good a 
they, I think the record might be uh, 11, 11 something. I don't know the exact, but an average trout's about two to three pounds over here. Yeah. You know, and then we have a, we have a lot of small male trout that travel with the female trout. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Gosh, 11 pound fish. What's, what's the biggest one you brought in the boat? Uh, 10-3. Wow, almost a record, man. Holy smokes. That's a that's a that big fish. Yeah. And we, we do catch some big fish. Our biggest fish are caught in the spring when they have to, they've got in here and they've made it up and they're settling down. Yeah. To, to, uh, get their, get their eggs ready to spawn out. Got it. So, so how do you fish for these? Uh, is it, uh, is it artificials or are you fishing bait or what? Well, we fish artificial a lot, fish a lot of mm -hmm. crankbaits, uh, a lot of top water. Uh, oh. fish a lots of plastics on the bottom of jigs. When we shift, we lift, we fish over shell and mud where the bait lives, which is your, your mullet, your tiger minnows and your mud minnows. That's your puff fish in the system. Uh-huh. And then we have our pogey, which is our pogey, which is a saltwater shad, but then a freshwater shad. It looks just like a freshwater shad in the freshwater, only it's what we call a pogey, which is okay. a saltwater shad. Got it. And those those come in, and those come in, and that's what they prey on too. Oh, really? I'll be darned. And you'll you'll uh, you'll net those or something like that, and then uh, use them live. Is that what you do? Well, some people do. Some people throw cast nets and catch them and use live bait. You uh -huh. can do that too. And also the shrimp come in. They love shrimp. As oh. the shrimp come in in February and March, the shrimp come in here and go all the way back into extra areas, and they raise, and then they come out, and all the speckled trout and all the redfish and flounder, they start schooling, and we have a lot of bird action, like oh. striped fishing, like stripers in the lakes. With birds, we have the same thing over here in Sabine Lake. In the oh, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Gosh, now, 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 how big of a lake is is Lake Sabine then? It's about six and a half miles wide and eleven and a half miles long. That's a that's a big lake, man. Holy smokes! Nice lake. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, other than the uh, the navigable channels and that sort of thing, now. How deep is the lake generally, Randy? The deepest part of the lake's about six foot. Oh, okay. Okay. There's some seven there is some seven foot where the old Sabine River comes in. But for the most part it's six foot, five foot in the middle. Then you go alongside the bank, it goes up to four foot. Okay. The key, okay. And the key is the key is to fish over shell and mud, you know, where the bait lays. That's where you're gonna catch a better fish right right gosh you're not fishing in very deep water at all it uh, that 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 top water action sounds like a whole lot of fun oh yeah sometimes we get into some real nice fish i'll bet you and, do uh, bigger fish usually on top water baits yeah now now uh, is, is uh, are they fairly lively when hooked oh yes yeah. they fight good do they 
you got to be careful with them because they have a very, very tender mouth, like a perch. Their mouth's real tender, so you really got to play them. Oh, you really? Have to use ultralight. Yep, I use ultralight tackle. Uh huh. Best ultralight tackle I can get. Right, right. I'll be on. What uh, what what test line do you have? Do you usually use? I, I use twelve pound mono, and I use forty pound braid for okay. different applications. Got it. So it doesn't sound like they they have. Uh, um, uh, many teeth or very sharp teeth if you're using mono, huh? Yeah. Oh, they do have very sharp teeth. They have two big teeth in the front. Oh, they oh, really? That's how, yep. Yeah. That's how they dig the shrimp out of the mud to eat. Oh, sort of like a canine, huh? Right. And then that's how they, they eat their prey. They, the bigger fish will go up and eat them large mullets you know, up to about 12 inches, and they pounce down on them and kill them, and then they'll circle around. I've seen them circle around, then come back and engulf the whole bait. Oh, my God, really? No kidding. That's what they do. That's what they do on top of them. They're aggressive. Holy smokes. And then the the, the reds, do you catch the reds about the same time of year? I do. I catch reds year-round. Do you? And I Catch reds the same way, throwing the same baits. But our redfish population is is very, very, very high, and we can catch them year round. And I catch them all the way up in the Nation River, yeah, all the way back. Stuff. And right. I also catch my speckled trout there too, but it's different times of the year for them. Where Got the it. redfish is three sixty days a year. Right. Wow. And now that's a red drum, right? Is that what you're catching? It's a red drum, yes, sir. Yeah. Now, do, do you get any black drum that come in with them? Yes, sir. I do catch them. quite a bit of black drum. I catch them up in the marshes, and I catch them on the same shell reefs. You just All fish the... a different way with them. Yeah, yeah. I'll be we dying. have a lot of black Are you there? Different applications, different ways to catch them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be darned. I, I have a buddy down in uh, um, uh, down in the Houston area that uh, just sent uh, a picture through Facebook. As I'll give a shout out to Steve Anderson. Anyway, Steve caught a great big black drum the other day, and everybody was trying to figure out what it was when he posted it. They're uh, they're a big fish, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're in the they're in the same family as the red drum. Uh huh. And the black drum and the black drum fish is real good in the fall because these. That's all you big females that are ready to lay their eggs, and they spawn out. They go out in the gulf, and they lay their eggs, and their eggs come back in like a flounder. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Okay. So they leave at the same time as the flounder leave. Yeah. I'll only, be done. only they'll they go to the end of the jetties out in the gulf on the beach, and they, they release their eggs. Mm-hmm. We're we're there, we're right in the middle of flounder season right now, and your flounder head out in about thirty five foot of water, and they bury themselves in the sand or the mud, and then yeah. the pressure pushes those eggs out, and they come back in the estuary and they hatch. Oh no, kidding! I'll be darned. Now, now are some of the are some of the fish 
feeding on the eggs that are coming into the lake then? Oh, I'm sure they are, you know, I'm sure they do. Yeah, it, it sounds like, I mean, the, the size of this lake, um, it, it, I mean, you just must have hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions of fish in it. I mean, it just must be amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's constant, you know. It, it's, yeah. And the species of fish we have, we have a lot of different species of fish. Yeah, yeah, I'll be darned. So, so when people uh, book a trip with you, Randy, um, um, you you uh, you have them bring a cooler along. Do most people take fish home with them? Yes, I have them bring their food and their drinks in a small cooler. And mm -hmm. once we're done with the trip, we go back to the dock. Yeah. And, uh, I, I clean and package all their fish for them. They're completely clean and packed and in the cooler where they can travel home. Everything's yeah. done for them. Wow. Now, now what's, what's the limit on the lake? Well, I have two limits. I can fish the Texas limits, which I'm licensed to fish Texas. Yeah. Guide license. And I'm also charter licensed to fish Louisiana limits. And oh. Louisiana, Louisiana limits are more liberal. Okay. Is, is, is there like a dotted line down the middle of the lake, or how do they distinguish where, where you're fishing? They do have an imaginary line that they put yeah. on charts. Ah, okay. But it's, yeah, but it's not all right, you know. But Louisiana owns more of the lake than Texas. Oh, they do? Okay. Yes. So I fish Louisiana and Texas, and I will fish both sides, Texas and Louisiana, where the bite's the best is where I bring my clients. Okay. Okay, so do, do your do, so, uh, your yeah, do your clients need uh, both a Texas and a Louisiana license to fish? Well, I decide that when I'm, when we get ready to go, one yeah. or two, I'll buy both of them, and if we do need them, I do have them. I buy both of them. Uh huh. Because if something goes wrong and I have to run back to Texas, I can't go back to Texas with Louisiana fish. Right. Right. Wow, that could get confusing in time, couldn't it? Yes, you have to be right up with the law. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet you do. You know, the the uh, there's a lot of lakes like that. Uh, you've got uh, what is it, Lake Texoma, up on the Texas yep. uh, Oklahoma border, yep. and and up right. there, it, it looks like there's it seems like there's an agreement that if you have uh, or they have one license called the Lake Texoma license or something, you buy for that part of the world. But uh, gosh, yeah, you're right. That 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 would get real real confusing. Um, and and, and uh, but if you can fish both sides of the lake, and uh, there's more fish over on the Louisiana side, um, you know, go for it, huh? Right. Well, you can fish the main lake with a Louisiana license and fish the Texas side in the oh. lake, and you can fish the Louisiana side with a Texas license. And you can, but you, if you put in in Texas, you have to have a Texas limit. You put in Louisiana, you can have a Texas or a Louisiana limit. Oh, really? Yeah, they okay. changed that about 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'll be darned. 
you catch uh, like Texas, you can only have five trout, and they got to be fifteen. Louisiana, you can have fifteen, they only be twelve inch. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Redfish, redfish, we can have five in Texas, sixteen inch. You only have, I mean, five in Louisiana, sixteen inch. You can only have three in Texas, twenty to twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on your flounder, your flounder regular season, you have five. They got to be fourteen. You only have two between November and December the fifteenth. You only have two. Oh, really? And in yes, and in Louisiana, you can have ten year round every day, with no minimum length. Wow, things are getting so things the, are getting complicated, man. <laughs> Holy smoke! Yeah. Well, but that's why I fish Louisiana waters more. Yeah, yeah. Because we be... eat more fish. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, that that. Well, that's interesting. It 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 uh, gives credence to uh, hiring a, a captain or a guide like yourself, just so that uh, people don't uh, make a mistake. Because it sounds like you can make some big mistakes on that lake when it comes to fish and wildlife. Yeah, but the local people know what you know. They know how to fish it. Yeah, yeah. Most everybody, <laughs> most, most everybody obeys the law, you know, in this county. Yeah. So wh- where do most of your uh, customers come from? Are they from? Are they local, or do they come from outside the area? Oh, ninety-five percent of my people are outside the area. Okay. I do people from Houston, San Antonio, all the way up north? I've done people from. I have people that fly in from uh, Michigan, Washington. I have people that, lots of people up there that fish the stripers in Lake Lake Texcoma want to come down and catch redfish because they've heard a redfish fights harder than a striper. Oh, really? Okay. A lot of of Oklahoma, Missouri, up in the middle states, you know, I even – do quite a few people. I've done uh, people from Russia, Germany. Yeah. Uh, I've done people from Holland and England. Wow. You know, the down here, down here on business trips, so they have family here. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all pretty darn. much all over. Gosh, it sounds it it sounds like it. Now, do a lot of people come in and fish with you for with uh, for multiple days and that sort of thing, Randy? Yes, I have some packages that they if they want package deals, I mm-hmm. can uh, discuss it with them. You know, some people that come uh, pretty good ways, they'll fish at least two days, sometimes three. Yeah, and and where do they where, where do they stay when they come to your part of the world? Is it, uh, uh, it, are there some resorts or hotels or something around the that, around the lake? Yeah, there's uh don't have anything around the lake but one bunch of cabins but i have some nice hotels i have two nice hotels i put my people in and Uh i have fixed rates for the people that fish with me and uh the rates are better and they're quality hotels and they're very clean yeah so if somebody comes in yeah for two or three days uh are are there coolers and that sort of thing at the hotel they can keep their fish uh, uh frozen or, or or cool in well no i take care of that i'll i'll clean their i'll clean their fish out and if they 
they will stay two or three days. I keep them on ice, or I will freeze them in my own freezer for them. Uh, got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. I take care of it. That way I know everything's done correctly. Right, right. Now, now you have, what, a six-pack license? Is that right? Right, six-pack license. Yeah. Now, now, do you ever go uh, go out and, and fish the Gulf inshore or, or even offshore? We catch, uh, we go in the Gulf for the trout up to eight or nine miles in the Gulf on the beach. Then yeah. Then we have an offshore, well, then we have offshore fishing in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I fished that, I fished that part of the business out of Galveston, Texas. Oh, you do? Okay. Now, now what do you catch yes. off, yeah, what do you catch offshore from there? Well, uh, the federal government's come in and took all our snapper away from us. And Texas can have four snapper year round. And it takes oh. me about 30, it's about 30 miles out before I can catch a keeper snapper here. But I right. can go about less than nine miles out and catch them over in Galveston. So mm -hmm. I move my operation, my I move my offshore operation over in Galveston, and you uh, can catch your four snapper, lean king, mackerel, my my, you know, and uh, those trips are day trips too. Right. And right. I have a I have another yeah. captain that I use over there, and he really knows what he's doing. And uh, um, he takes care of the customers on that end. Got it, got it. So, so people could could come with you and fish uh, for a day or two on Lake Sabine, and then uh, move down to Galveston and and go out uh, and do some offshore fishing. That's correct. And there's a lot of people that do that. They'll come in and fish a couple of days inshore, and then they'll fish offshore. Or they'll fish offshore, and they'll come back over and fish inshore. Got it. So, so during the like the the summer months or or the winter months and that sort of thing, does it get does it get very cold in your part of the world? Well, the winter months, you know, we don't get cold hardly. We're lucky if we get under thirty two degrees, uh huh, two times a year. You know, right? We're we're a warm we're a warm climate down here, and right. for that reason, I can fish and I can fish year round for that reason. Got it. Got it. And so uh, just a, a, a quick translation uh, for those that are not familiar with Fahrenheit, 32 degrees is zero. So it only gets to zero a couple times a year um, in, in your part of the world. Only 32 degrees, which is freezing maybe a couple of times a year. Yeah. Other than okay. that, we stay 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Oh, wow. Really? Really? That, uh, that, sounds, like, uh, that sounds like fishing weather to me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good. Well, well, Captain Randy, do you have any um, uh, particular uh, pro staff agreements or uh, equipment that you run um, that that uh, um, you, you've been uh, appointed as their uh, uh, sport spokesman or uh, or confidant on? Well, I have several major uh, bait companies that I you know get my bait from. But uh, I'm with G. Loomis Company, which is Rod Company. I'm with oh, yeah. uh, Shimano. That's my two main, you uh -huh. know. And uh, uh, just several companies, you know, quite a few bait companies, you know, plastics and stuff. Right. And then uh, Mancota, which is the troll motors. 
and uh, quite a few. And a lot of that's on my sponsor page. You can look yeah. It up. Yeah, Loomis, man, that uh, that's a that's a that's a great agreement to have. Uh, Gary makes a good rod, doesn't he? Yeah, Gary, Gary, Gary asked me about twenty-five years ago uh-huh. if I wanted to uh, hook up, and uh, I got with Gary about twenty-five years ago, and I've been with him ever since. Of course, he sold the company out to uh, Shimano, but I still got right. all my old stuff I use, and I still use Shimano reels too. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they 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 make a darn good reel. They make a darn good reel, and it, and it's a great combo that you have. Now, yeah, now, it's what, worked out well. Tell tell us about your boat. How big of a boat do you uh, do you run? How many how many fishermen is comfortable fishing on it, and that sort of thing? Well, the boat's an old older Welk uh, Hydro Sport boat. It's a it's an offshore boat. It's uh, eighteen and a half foot, seven foot wide, deep V. It's like yeah. it's rough. And it fishes uh, three people comfortable. You know, I can fish four with no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we make it. We make it happen. <laughs> Good. And uh, and I also have my marsh boat that I fish a lot of marsh trips. I fish a lot inland in the marsh and up the uh, river and all the intercoastal. Yeah. And it's twenty foot long, seven foot wide. Now, now you call it a marsh boat. Is that a, is that a flat bottom boat then? Yes, sir. It's flat bottom, all welded aluminum. Ah, uh, okay. And then you you just run an outboard on that. Is that how you do that? Yes, yeah. yes. It's a Yamaha outboard, nanny. Uh huh. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Very confident. Yeah. It fishes so many, three to four people very good. Yeah. So so how how many trips do you uh, you take on an average year, Randy? We'll do about a hundred, uh-huh. you know, on a good year. Yeah. Depending on the weather. Oh, we have, you know, you have so much bad weather that you can't take people. And, you know, I'm not going to take you if it's going to be bad. And I'm not going to take you if it's going to. Well, Randy, you know, uh, as a, as a uh, charter uh, captain, or a guide that's been fishing for 40 years, you must have just thousands and thousands of trips that you've taken people on. But if, if, uh, if there's one or a trip that kind of sticks out in your mind, can you tell us about it? Yeah, there's several of them. Uh, the one that really sticks out of my mind is uh, we were fishing offshore. Yeah. Uh, about 75 miles in the Gulf and we hooked something on a wreck that I was fishing and I told him, I said, well, it's not a yellowfin tuna because we're not far enough out. It must be a big, huge jewfish or Warsaw or maybe a big, big shark. Yeah. And I actually had to lift anchor up and follow the fish and nine hours later, with the customers, we finally got the fish within a hundred yards of us, and it was a uh, uh, big, huge, solid black uh, stingray. 
holy mackerel, they must have been a huge one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it just come up out of the water and just started flying behind the boat. Oh, it finally oh. got enough to stay in the water and it just come out and it flipped his wings flying and he went about 50 to 60 foot and he kind of came in towards the boat and the customer was just there. I picked the rod up and read it in and he went back down and I said, did y'all get a shot of that? And one man had a, thought he got a picture of it. And then, of course, the fish just started running again, so I cut the line. Now, how but, big of how big of uh, 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 how, how big do you think that thing was? Oh, I probably six to nine hundred pounds. Holy cow! That's incredible. Yeah, yeah I was fishing uh, heavy, heavy G Loomis rods, uh, and uh, I had a twenty odd pin reels. Yeah. And a 200 pound motto, Andy motto on it. And, yeah. And uh, we, we didn't break the line or anything, but that's the one that stands out in me. You know, and that happened about 20 years ago in the Gulf. No kidding. And so, how long did you fight that fish? Almost nine hours. Holy smokes. That's amazing. That, that... Yeah, man. We changed hands. We changed, changed the rod five times. Oh, you did? Really? Yep, five different people got on that rod in nine hours. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a party fish, man. I mean, that uh, you, you couldn't do that all yourself. No, uh, and we did it several times. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, the one thing that, that's the one thing that stands out with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you get any uh, any photos of it at all? Uh, one man tried. He's and I don't, I don't I, it didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. No we, kidding. We had, we had, we had to, you know, we lost nine hours of fishing, so we had to go catch. I had, I had to get back and catch up and get some fish in the boat for the customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that becomes a real long trip, doesn't it? But a memorable one. Yeah, yeah that's three days. I was running three-day tuna trips out of Sabine then. That yeah. was back in the 90s. Oh, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Now, now, do you, you catch a lot of tuna um, in that in your part of the world? Yeah, we catch yellowfin tuna, not too many bluefin. Still got to go 135 miles in a gut. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be darned, how big do they get out there? Oh, about 120, 140 pounds is a good yellowfin tuna. Wow, you hook one of those and it feels like you got a truck on the line for a while, doesn't it? I mean, those yeah. are incredible. Right. There's more tuna fishing up towards Louisiana than that in New Orleans. Yeah. It gets deeper over there. Well, they do more tuna fishing over there. Oh, like really? I say here, it's, yeah, it's here. It's more uh, snapper, lean king, mackerel. Uh-huh. My, my is what we catch more. Right, right, right. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Gosh, that sounds like fun. Well, Captain Randy, we sure appreciate the chance to talk with you today. If um, somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip, how do they do that? Uh, they can uh, call me or email me, and they can call uh, phone numbers 409-719-6067. They can uh, look my website up at www.fishsabine.com. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. They can book online. They can book online if they like, or they can call in and book. Mm -hmm. And they can call if I'm not available. They can call and leave a message, and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. Very good. Now, if they have more than three, or three, yeah, if they have more than three or four fishermen, can you accommodate larger groups? Oh yes, I do large groups up to eight boats. Oh, do you really? Holy smokes! Okay, and then. Uh, um, in, in regards to the type of fishing that you do, is it, uh, is it a good activity for families and kids, or is it for the more advanced fishermen? No, families and kids are welcome. I do lots of children, do uh -huh. lots of family. Great. And do lots of first-time first fishermen that's never fished. Uh -huh. I teach them how to fish and the right way to fish. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. And and again, you provide all the gear and that and that sort of thing, and, and uh, so they just need to show up with what sunscreens and sunglasses and the appropriate uh, um, uh, uh, apparel and and a license. That's right. I I care. I I take care of everything for the uh, fishing trip. I uh, clean and package your fish, supply rod, reel, tackle, and bait. Uh -huh. And all they bring is their food, their drinks, whatever, you know, their suntan lotion. Right. And their license. Yeah. And yeah. just get on the boat and come fishing and that's it. Ter terrific. And and how far away from, let's say, Houston are you? Uh, or, or what's the large, is it is Dallas? Is that closer to you than Houston? Uh, Houston's closer. We're about two hours, hour and 45 minutes from Houston. Oh, you're not that far away. That's a good drive. No. Yeah. Dallas, yeah. Four, we're about four hours from Dallas. Okay. Okay. So I, I would imagine you get uh, like corporate groups and that sort of thing that come in from those towns that uh, want to uh, reward their uh, reward their employees or maybe uh, on a client appreciation trip. Yeah, we do quite a bit of corporate groups. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, Captain Randy, again, thank you so much, my friend. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, we uh, we wish that the next couple months go very well for you and you have your best season ever in 2020. Well, thank you, Ted. I appreciate you inviting and uh, talking with me. Absolutely. Thanks again. <laughs>